So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Psalms chapter one, verse three. And before we get into it, Coach, I have a little bit of a, a little bit of a story time. So okay. I don't know if you know this much about me, but uh, I was born with asthma, um, uh, you know, amongst a list of other things. And so I was always like carrying around like my inhaler and stuff. And when I got into sixth grade, uh, we started, it was part of like PE just to run a mile. And, and so of course the, I never tried to run a mile, so it was very difficult. And so I started running and running and running and then I'd walk and then I'd walk and then I'd walk and then I'd run and then I'd walk. And, and I think it took me a couple months before I could run a mile, um, like completely all the way through without, you know, stopping and stuff. And I remember that day, I remember I texted my family. I was like, I just ran a mile nonstop. I was so proud of myself. Right. And, um, anyways, so I guess a little bit of context before that is because I had asthma, I had to go to an asthma doctor, uh, whatever they're called every like six months. And so I breathe into this tube that would measure, uh, the tidal volume in my lungs, basically my lung capacity. And so every six months I'd go in, I'd breathe into this tube, try to blow out uh, digital birthday candles, you know, that way I could breathe out more. Anyways, it's kind of weird. If you're an asthmatic, you know what I'm talking about. And so anyways, um, I never I, I, I never had the normal lung capacity. It was always below average because of my asthma. And so I started running and running and running and running. And I think it was by the end of my sixth grade year, um, I was I was running pretty good. Like I... I started to like have good times and stuff. Anyways, you're like, Jared, where are you getting at with this? So on my, uh, my last, um, oh, hello. I was about to say alchemy. That's not the right word. Asthma. There we go. Uh, at my last asthma doctor's appointment, um, my mom and I were driving there and it's in Atlanta and we lived about 45 minutes away from Atlanta. And, uh, and so we're driving there and my teacher, cause I went to a private school, I was blessed. And my teacher had just taught us to memorize Psalms chapter one. Do, do I still have it memorized? Absolutely not. But, um, and so I was telling my mom about this chapter and in it, verse three, it says they are like trees planted by uh, streams of living waters or uh, NLT says they're like trees planted along the riverbank bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. And so I told my mom about this as we're going to this, this asthma doctor and I told her, I said, you know what? I'm like a tree, baby. <laughs> Not like that. Anyways. And, uh, and she was like, yeah. And she's like, how are you like a tree? And I was like, I take in the bad of this world and I just put out good. And so she thought that was incredibly profound. And I was just, you know, sixth grade, I didn't even know what I said. And, um, and so we go to this, this asthma doctor, I breathe in that tube. Like I had had, you know, tens of times before and results came back and I had a normal lung capacity. And so basically I just out, I didn't outgrow my asthma. I still have asthma, but I no longer had a need for an inhaler or anything on the regular or breathing treatments. Dude, I took breathing treatments every night. Um, uh, yeah. I couldn't take out buterol because they made me really jittery. And so I had to take Exopenex. But anyways, that's just, say it again. Buterol is crazy, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you, you, uh, you had some the other day. Yeah, man. I, I also, so my asthma is only in the winter though. Like the cold, mm-hmm. cold which is yeah. weird because it's usually the opposite that's supposed to help. Right. Yeah. No. Hey man. And, uh, and well, so I mean, me, oh, go sit. Let's part again. And I said, that's why I moved in South, you know, so I can oh, breathe. there you go. There you go. Hey man, it might help. Um, but me and my sister both had asthma. And so she has like you, it's not like, I guess hers is also cold weather induced, but uh, she also is sports induced. So every time she starts running, yeah, that's what mine classified under sports induced asthma. There you go. Yeah. So, um, 
Anyways, I say that story because today we are going to be talking about Psalm chapter 1, verse 3 specifically. And the reason I want to bring it up isn't necessarily because it correlates to that story in any way, but other than the fact that this verse is very applicable to our lives. That sounds so stupid, Jared. Why do you tell this story if it is? That's not, you know, applicable to this. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) No. Um, So back then, when I was in sixth grade, this verse meant a lot to me. It spoke to me because I identified with that tree, you know, because we are trees planted by streams of living waters. Um, And so, but now when I read this verse, it hits me a little bit different. And it's, I'm going to read it again. This is NLT. It says, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. So we are supposed to be like these trees. And what's interesting about trees is when you look at an apple tree, of course, it only produces fruit in its season. It produces apples once a year. And so um, why am I getting work emails this late? Anyways, um, and so if we are to be like a tree, then we aren't supposed to produce. uh, I'm I'm speaking of like physical fruits, uh, fruits of spirit we'll talk about later. But we aren't supposed to produce works fruits year round. That's just not how a tree works. We only produce our works in seasons or our fruits in season. And so I say that because now when I read this, it it reminds me to not compare my works to others' works because they might be in their season of, uh, of producing fruit, whereas I might be in a growing season or a building nutrient season. You know what I mean? Like I might be in winter and it's not time to grow apples quite yet. You know what I'm saying? And so... Um, yeah. I think that as Christians, we, I, I don't know, I think we, we always look at people like, oh, the people on stage at church or the pastor or the worship team, they've got it figured out. They're always, you know, they're on, always on fire for the Lord. And, you know, truth be told, that's not the case, being somebody that's worked in ministry. And, and everybody always has their ups and downs, their peaks and valleys. That goes for the layman and the, the, the paid church member or whatever, church pastor or what, what have you. But, um, and so we're always comparing ourselves. I, I think that that's a part of the human nature is just to compare ourselves to see whether we can be better. Or maybe it's just so that we can, you know, think derogatorily of ourselves or negatively of ourselves. Especially like um, nowadays with social media, like everyone's oh, yeah. just comparing everyone. Like exactly. There. Yeah, and and let's talk about social media for a second because people only put their highlights on there. You know, they don't post their their negatives. So it's yeah. it's it's definitely misleading. And so I'm saying this as a word of encouragement to everybody who's listening: stop comparing yourself to those who you don't need to be comparing yourself to. God has in Matthew, I believe it's chapter fifteen. I could be totally wrong. There, parable of the talents. Uh, it's in verse fifteen. I remember that. Whatever, wherever parable that is. But it says that God gave to them the talent based off of their own ability. So God doesn't expect you to do uh, what everybody else is doing. He expects you to do well with what he's been given to you. So you have your body. You're expected to do well with your body. You have your job. You're expected to do well with your job. Everything that he's given you, you're expected to do well with. So which of those people are you going to be? The people that uh, doubled their money or are you going to be the person that buried their talent? Um, so do well with what you've been given. And, uh, and anyways, the master won't be mad. But um, – so I say that I'm kind of everywhere in this episode, but um, do not lose heart if you're not in your season of fruit quite yet. And then I said that we would talk about fruits of the spirit later. Um, so if we're going to talk about fruits of the spirit, then I think that that would be an evergreen tree. We should have fruits of the spirit present in every aspect of our lives all the time. Now, of course, there are times where we lack um and that's just where we can work to improve. Like I'm not always a patient person, right? Like I lack patience sometimes. And so that's just an area to improve. But 
Um, I, we talk about fruits of the spirit all the time on this podcast. I'm not going to delve into it, but um, so when we look at Psalm chapter one verse three, though, when it says they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season, their le- their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. So you might ask yourself, okay, well, I don't have any works right now. How do I even know if I have faith, right? So when it says that their leaves never wither, that would be equivalent of uh, not having faith in this in this instance. So if you are a person of faith and you're waiting for your season of produce, where you're waiting for your season of harvest or of fruit, then make sure your leaves aren't withering. Make sure you keep the faith. Um, and it's kind of difficult because when we don't see fruit in our lives, when we don't see the evidence of fruit in our lives, and I am speaking of physical fruit, um, it's very easy to get discouraged. And when you get discouraged, you're going to begin to doubt. And when you doubt, I say in my book that doubt is a slow, rotful, or slow thoughtful rot of faith. And so make sure that your faith, your leaves aren't withering. Um, and so anyways, that's that's the, the point there. But while I'm talking about it, Drawing Near is out now on Amazon for anybody that wants to give it a good yeah. old gander. You know where you can find that, Jared? Where's that? You can find that on the link tree in our bios. And you know what else you can find there, Jared? What's that? Our clothing. You know, we have a clothing line. Fun fact. Uh, let me tell true. you. Fire. Straight fire. Fire. Like, if you're ever, you know, wanting, you know, a great way to spread the word and have more fruit is by looking like a better tree and no better way to look like a better tree than some awesome Christian clothing. You know, that's, that's okay. facts. That's facts. And I'll tell you what, you want to grow in your fruit? Why don't you share the word of the Old Christian podcast? Huh? 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 I'll give you a cookie. Maybe. I... Legally, I'll, legally I'll, I have to say maybe because uh, I can't guarantee. <laughs> okay, if you guys buy a T-shirt and you comment, um, "Codus is awesome," I will throw in. Okay, I will throw in fruit snacks, a baggie of fruit snacks. If you buy, <laughs> if you buy clothing, and you say "Codus is awesome," like the comment or whatever, or like the notes of the purchase, I will throw in a fruit snack. So, this is only going to last a month. Oh, okay. And he's not lying either because when I bought a shirt, he did throw in a pack of fruit snacks. So I've done it to plenty of orders before, and it's always funny when you get a text <laughs> back like, what is this? I say, enjoy. <laughs> yeah. He's giving fruit there. there you go. It's a free pack of gummies. That's awesome. <clears throat> oh, which, by the way, uh, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but um, I got this book. It's called 12 Concepts in Christianity by Ross Campbell. It's on Amazon. You can look it up. I have not read it yet. I actually did read the intro, and it seemed pretty interesting. But that's—I literally just got it like an hour ago. So, um, but go check it out. It's a buddy of uh, of Yolt. He's been here since pretty much day one. His name is Ross Campbell. You'll see him on uh, Instagram or TikTok as at the Faith Channel. Um, he's from Ireland. He's a really cool guy. Really check it out. Um, oh, and I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I love yeah, him. Yeah, Dude, he is I so you. cool. Yeah. He gets sassy. I yeah. like it. I like his attitude. Yeah, yeah. But he has a love for the Lord, and so uh, I'm going to encourage y'all to go buy his book just out of out of support of him. So, um, And then, of course, I read knew, it. Huh? Yeah. I never knew his name. I knew him as the Faith Channel, but mm-hmm. like now that I know his name, that's cool. But yeah, dude, Ross is an amazing guy. I yeah, guy. yeah. It's a, it seems like a pretty easy read. It's, a, it's not a huge book, and the font's pretty big, so mm-hmm. I bet you you could read it if you sat is down. Is he saying you don't me? Say it again. Isn't he younger than me? I think so. Yeah, he's in high school. He's wrote a book. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 
definitely go check it out. And again, I said it's it's called Twelve Concepts in Christianity by Ross Camp Bell. So Campbell. Um, but yeah, it'd be really That's good. Awesome. Yeah, for him. yeah, I'm excited for him. I I, I plan on reading it um, within the next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pause on my books that I'm reading now. I'm gonna read this through and through, and then I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you start? Chan. Francis Chain. Chan. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Dude, th- that guy's brilliant. I love Francis Chan. He's funny, too, because he did stand up comedy once, and he was funny. Really? That's interesting. Okay. He does it all. All right. Hmm. Okay, Codus. Question for okay. you. This is uh, completely unrelated. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up with a summary, and then I'm going to ask you this question. So, um, okay. be a tree. Planted by streams of living waters, you receive your nutrients from the word of God because that is where we get our nutrients from. And then I want you to be a tree that produces fruit in season and don't go comparing yourself to others. Get or do well with what God has given you and uh, Godspeed. Okay, so now next question in this same same podcast, okay? So I had somebody yeah. ask me, I had somebody ask me um, a couple days ago. They said, Jared, why do we not see buildings shake when we pray like why do miracles not happen the way that they used to in biblical times what do you think what say you the first thing i think of is if that happened people nowadays are so stubborn they're gonna be like oh no that's just a coincidence Mm, okay very good like Literally, people are like, how come God doesn't come down to earth? He literally did, and people are like, oh, no. Like, people were still like, mm. nah, that didn't happen. You aren't the son. Like, the dude came back three days later, and they were still like, okay, witchcraft. Like, mm. he, he's tried this before, and he knows we're stubborn and we're dumb. And so <laughs> that's just not going to work nowadays. That's yeah, that's an interesting take and a perspective I didn't take. Like They're like 50 million feet tall. You said buildings are? Yeah, they're not oh, okay, as yeah, small yeah. as So now if one shake, it's a, it's a problem. <laughs> right. Um, that's an interesting perspective and one that I didn't consider, but I like it a lot, actually. Um, Thank you. So the answer that I gave this individual, um, that definitely would have sufficed. And it's that's definitely more, I guess, encouraging than what I said. Um, so... I don't because know. you lack faith is what you said. No, no, no. I think that that's a, a, a common answer, and I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, that I mean, from the Bible, we can derive that answer because you lack faith. But I think there's more to it now than that. Um, and I do think that a lot of Christians will take the it's a lack of faith perspective. And I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Um, but here's what I think, and this is why I don't take the, I guess, the lack of faith route. is. So this is what I told this individual. I said, there's a 400-year gap somewhere, something like that, between the book of Malachi and the book of Matthew. So God was absolutely silent. There was no prophets. There was no nothing. And then what, what's the difference between the end of Malachi? I think there's only three books in Malachi or three chapters in Malachi. I could be wrong. Anyways, what's the difference between the last chapter in Malachi and the first chapter in Matthew? Well, the, the answer is that Jesus comes in the first chapter and, and God with us, Emmanuel. Um, and so I think that God didn't speak to anybody on earth for those 400 years because he was preparing the way for Jesus to come. And so I think that when God distances himself from us, 
it helps us to realize that we need a savior. I think that was the intention, the point of why God was silent for three, 400 years, whatever it was. And so similarly, I think that because Jesus is about to come back, God has begun to distance himself from us so that we could recognize that we need a savior, which is him. And so the reason that we aren't seeing these, these miracles or these buildings quake when we pray is because I think that God has begun to distance our, uh, himself from the wickedness of our, our generation so that we could recognize that we need a savior, that we need these, these, this, you know, um, supernatural power to, to happen or whatever. That, that didn't make any sense, but I think y'all get the gist of what I'm trying to say. Um, and so I think that this is just evidence of Christ about to come back because he is quiet. And, uh, and I say oh, he's quiet. I mean, he's, say it again. Jesus coming back. Jared proclaimed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's entirely biblical, <laughs> but, uh, and I do, I mean, let me clarify this. I think that God speaks every day. I think he speaks through the Bible here. Um, and I think that he speaks to us through the church and through prayer and through circumstance. And of course, I already said the Bible. Um, those are the four ways that he speaks to us. And just because we're in that time of uh, what I'm comparing to the 400-year gap between Malachi and Matthew, that doesn't mean that God is silent entirely. It just means that in my opinion, um, I think that he is withdrawing himself more so than he did some 2,000 years ago. Um, so if you say that God spoke to you and, and it aligns with the Bible in every way, then I'm be like, yeah, he abs- absolutely spoke to you. You know what I mean? Spirit did. And so I know that all things can happen through Christ who gives us strength, right? Which that's usually taken out of context. But anyways. Oh, man. Yeah, Philippians 4.13. But I do know this, that all things are possible. Um, And so I say that. um, So that's what I think. I I tend to, and I described it, I don't know if I said it on a podcast or not previously, but I was talking to another buddy of mine about this. um, And I described my faith as a pessimistic faith. Um, We can talk about that later. Did we already talk about that? How you dibble-dabble? How I dibble dabble, yeah. No, like that I describe my faith as a pessimistic faith. I don't know what pessimistic really means. Uh, like a negative, like, 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 dude, why are you always so negative? Like that kind of faith. I feel like that's what I have. No, okay, we'll talk about that in the next next podcast. Um, and so uh, yeah, I have an idea for next podcast. So okay, yeah, we'll do that. Um, so then I'll briefly describe what I talk about. Or what I mean by pessimistic faith. So like when people say, I, I think I have mentioned this previously on the podcast a little bit, but when people ask me to pray for healing over somebody, I have absolute faith that God can heal them. But do I realistically think that he will? I don't think so. Most of the time. I know he can. And that's why I said yeah. pessimistic faith is because I I think that God uses bad things for good often. And I get that from Romans 8.28. It says that God uses all things for the good of those who love God. And so I think that God can use our anxiety for his good. I think that God can use our depression for his good. And so I I really do think, I mean, even looking back on my life, my depression, God used that as my method of delivery to salvation. You know what I mean? And so I think we often pray our problems away, or at least try to. But in reality, we should be praying for God's will to be done. And if God's will is for us, for me to be anxious, then so be it, God. Let me be anxious. You know what I mean? And so um, when people ask me to pray for healing and stuff, I think I, this is why I say pessimistic, pessimistic faith. It's not actually pessimistic. It's not actually a negative faith. Uh, I, I think I have a, a really good faith. 
it's just pessimistic to the idea of what people think Christians should be praying for and what Christians should be thinking. Because a lot of people think, oh, Christians should uh, be always praying for good things to happen. Yeah, but like God can operate through the bad too. So, um, you know, God's will is ultimately the plan, right? And so, um, anyways, I, I, I struggle between... Uh, being too opportunist and being too realistic. And so I tend to lean towards the realistic side of things. And so that's why I, I describe myself as a, a, a pessimistic faith. Um, again, not that it's a lack of faith, um, which a lot of Christians would chop that up to be, but um, because I have absolute faith that, that Jesus is risen and that the words of the Bible are true and all that stuff. So it's definitely not a lack of faith, I don't think. But uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, maybe somebody else has a different opinion and would like to chime in. And if you, you think I have a lack of faith, then um, you know, tell me in love on Instagram. Reach out on, on Yolk Christian Podcast on Instagram and talk to me. Um, so, but uh, where's I going with that? I don't even remember. You have pessimistic faith. Yeah, that that uh, there's there's a reason I brought up pessimistic faith though. Oh, okay, right, right, right. So the reason I, I brought up pessimistic faith was because I I think that God has distanced Himself from the wickedness of our world uh, for a reason. Um, and again, God can God God distancing Himself can absolutely be a part of His plan. I mean, we we think about it, we look at Revelation and we see what the world's going to become before Jesus comes back. And so only, if you think about it, it really does make really good sense that God is separating himself from wickedness. Just like he talks about in Romans chapter 1, he leaves people to um, to their own wickedness. Um, and so it would make sense that God separates himself from the wickedness before he comes back because it's got to get really wicked for him to come back. So anyways, just, just, just me and my thoughts. So, um, Codis, what, what, what are you thinking, man? Not much. Surely there's something you can unpack there. Gotta be. <laughs> if not, you can pray us out. All righty. Um, you have any prayer request, Jared? No. Mm-mm. All righty. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us be able to uh, talk about you today, God. Um, thank you for this platform, Lord. I pray for everybody listening, Lord. I pray that you just uh, watch over them, Lord. You, uh, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> um, I pray that you just watch over them, Lord. I pray that you guide them, Lord. I pray that you protect them, Lord. I pray that you guide and protect me and Jared, Lord. Um, and I pray that this podcast reaches the right people, Lord. Uh, help us be the uh, light in this dark world and help us to be the salt, too. All that. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for listening. And I love you. Kodos loves you. Most importantly, God loves you. Godspeed.